Welcome to Our Love Ministries, where this is a Holy Spirit-led podcast. Good day to you. My name is Claire Carter, and I'm your host on this journey of becoming a disciple of Christ. The word for today is, who are you? So let's turn to the Father in prayer. Gracious, wonderful, heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you that you are an all-knowing God. You are true and faithful unto us. Father, even when we are not true and faithful and we're unfaithful to you, Father, we just look to you today for strength. We look to you today, Father, for instruction and guidance. We look to you today, Father, for restoration, whatever that is for the listener out there, Father God. If it's restoration in health, if it's restoration in the mind, if it's restoration in the heart, if it's restoration just in general in their life, Father God, restoration of the family or finances, Father, whatever this restoration needs to be upon us, learning today who we are, Father God, I pray, Lord, that us as listeners, that not only are our ears open to hear these words, your words of truth, Father God, because this is your word and your word is true, Father, true and living and breathing, active, Lord, and we thank you. Father, let it penetrate not just through our ears, but through our minds and through our hearts, that we may not be only hearers of your word, but the doers. Father, that we will not only read or learn your word, but live your word. So we thank you and we praise you and honor you because you are truly worthy of it all. In Jesus, your mighty name, amen. So the word for today, who are you? Thank you all for joining us so much. I look forward to digging in this word with you today. First, we're going to take a look at a couple of scriptures, uh, not a couple, a few scriptures with affirmations of God to us. And these are not all of them. These are just a few that were highlighted unto me for me to share with you. So who are you? Sometimes we become believers or convinced of what the world tells us or thinks of us or has spoken over us and not actually believers of who God has created us to be. A lot of times we allow our sins to identify who we are. We allow our sins to control us and allow people to control us uh, that are around us. And we allow them to define us. Keep in mind that Jesus died on the cross and resurrected so that we are set free. The world makes us believe that we are and will be always one way. But God sent Jesus to break those chains of the sinful bondage. You have a choice to be free. You have a choice if you want to be held in bondage. I don't know if you all have heard the saying or not, but I've I've heard it before. They say once a cheater, always a cheater. Not if they receive Jesus in their heart and confess their sins and allow God to do the work. So we must surrender. A lot of times people take the word surrender or submit as as a curse word. We think of it as something of no one is going to tell me what to do. I have to submit. I have to surrender. I'm my own person. But see, we're failing to realize the true definition of what surrender means. It means to give up possession of. It means that 
I don't have to hold the sin anymore. I can give the possession of the sin in my life up to God. I can, I can give what the world has called me or told me who I am. I, I can give that up to God. I can give it over to God. I can surrender that. I can surrender to God because I know that the plans, or or maybe if you have not met God yet, if you have not received Christ in your heart, maybe you don't know. But the word of God says that in Jeremiah 29, 11, that God's plans for us are for good and not of evil. God always has our best interest at heart. Unlike our own plans, which lead to destruction, God is wise. And he, he wants us to be victorious in life. He wants us to be able to accomplish things in life. He wants us to be able to live out our purpose. When we surrender, it's making a decision to no longer to do your will, but God's. So how do you do that? You have to do hard work. Because in order for you to surrender to someone, you must be able to trust them and have faith. And that's hard to do when you've been hurt by so many people, hurt by people that are closest to you, hurt by loved ones. But when you come to God, read his word, read his word. That's how you learn to trust him. That's how you learn to have faith in him. Because when you read his word, you see his track record of his goodness. You see the track record of him giving people opportunities to turn from their ways. Is God a God of wrath? Absolutely. But he's a faithful God unto us, giving us opportunity after opportunity. And when he gives us this consistent opportunity and we consistently turn it down, what takes place is he allows us to just live in the sin because that's the choice that we have made. We have made the choice to be held into bondage of this sin because it's a comfort for us. We fail to realize because the world around us tells us that you are who you are. You can't change. You're no different from your mother. You're no different from your father or your grandparent or your aunt or your uncle or your sibling. But God has created us to be different. If you read through the Bible, you will hear the testimonies. You will see the testimonies. That's why it's the Old Testament. It's the New Testament. It's the testaments of people. It's the um, witnessing of people, of what they've experienced and what they've been through. And you say, oh, well, that was done so far back. Well, go to a church setting. Go somewhere where you can hear people's testimonies. And you can see his wondrous works you can see the things and then there is proof and evidence now there are people that i've actually had to say to you know you've tried it yourself you've tried everything and it has not worked will you now try jesus and that's a question i ask you today along with who are you if you've tried everything else will you try jesus And how do you try talking to him and having patience, crying out to him because he is near to those of a broken heart. Spend time reading the Bible so you can actually learn who this wonderful God is. This saving God, this loving God. So I'd like to take a a look at um, 
a few scriptures, okay? Maybe right now in your life, you are an addict. Maybe right now in your life, you're an alcoholic. Maybe right now, the addiction is porn or the addiction is um, sex. Maybe it's drugs. Maybe it's work. Whatever you're addicted to. So you're considered an addict. You're considered an alcoholic. Maybe you got poor grades in school and people said you'll never amount to anything. Maybe you got pregnant at a young age and they said you will never amount to anything. You'll never have anything. You'll live in poverty. Well, today is the day that we stand tall and stand strong because when we receive Jesus in our hearts, he does the cleansing. He cleanses all those things that people have spoken over us, even when we were in our mother's womb. All those things that will never amount to anything, will never have anything, will never be anything because we're not smart enough, we're not good enough, we're not tall enough, we're not short enough, we're not fat enough, we're not skinny enough. We're not strong enough. All those things today are rebuked in the name of Jesus because when you receive Jesus in your heart, This is who God says that you are. We can find in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So we are his workmanship. Genesis 1 chapter 27, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him male and female. He created them. So we are the image of God. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You are a royal priesthood. You are chosen. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God? And so we are. Look at that. We are the children of God. 1 Corinthians 3.16 Do you not know that you are God's temple? And that God's spirit dwells in you. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Romans 8.37 No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Psalm 139, 13-14 For you formed my inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, my soul knows it very well. So we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are more than conquerors. We are a new creation. We are God's temple. We are the children of God. We are a chosen race, a royal priesthood. We are the image of God and we are his workmanship. Amen. Do you see how highly God looks of you and to you? Yes, we are a mere dust and mere dirt. God is holy, but he has created us from that dust and dirt. And we're all created for a purpose. So who are you? In 
1 John chapter 3, that's the chapter we're going to be reading out of today. And this is the New Living Translation. It says, See how very much our Father loves us, for He calls us His children. And this is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know Him. Dear friends, we are already God's children, but He has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. But we know that we will be like Him. For we will see him as he really is, and all who have this eager expectation will keep themselves pure just as he is pure. So when we have this expectation to dwell in the heavenly kingdom with God, we have this expectation to reach that, to live as God has called us to live because we are his children. And when we are his children, we represent who God is. Amen. Verse 4, everyone who sins is breaking God's law, for all sin is contrary to the law of God. And you know that Jesus came to take away your sins, and there is no sin in him. Anyone who continues to live in him will not sin, but anyone who keeps sinning does not know him or understand who he is. Dear children, don't let anyone deceive you about this. When people do what is right, it shows that they are righteous, even as Christ is righteous. But when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil, who has been sinning since the beginning. But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Those who have been born into God's family do not make a practice of sinning because God's life is in them. So they can't keep on sinning because they are children of God. So now we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. Anyone who does not live righteously and does not love other believers does not belong to God. Okay, so it's broken down right here to us. It's broken out so plain, broken down, excuse me, so plainly for us that when we receive Christ Jesus in our heart, we will not allow that sin to control us. We will not no longer allow that sin to to claim who we are. We want to live righteously because that's pleasing to Christ. If someone says, yes, I I received Jesus in my heart and they're continuously sinning over and over and over, there's no change taking place. And I'm talking about years of no change taking place. And they truly have not given their life to Christ. When we first give our life to Christ, of course, it's a process that we're going to go through. But you should be able to see a change in someone. Our heart's desire is to be pleasing to God because we are his children. Our heart's desire is to do what is right because Christ is right. Christ is righteous. So in verse 11, it says, this is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. We must not be like Cain who belonged to the evil one and killed his brother. And why did he kill him? Because Cain had been doing what was evil, and his brother had been doing what was righteous. So don't be surprised, dear brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. If we love our brothers and sisters who are believers, it proves that we have passed from death to life. But a person who has no love is still dead. Anyone who hates another brother or sister is really a murderer at heart. And you know that murderers do not have eternal life within them. So we want to make sure that we're not taking vengeance against someone. 
Look, we need to rejoice with one another. The Lord tells us rejoice with one another, mourn with one another, right? If someone's crying, cry with them, be there for them. We need to make sure we're uplifting each other, not hating on each other. Maybe someone has leveled up in their relationship with Christ and now they've become a prophet. Maybe they've become a, a teacher. Maybe they be, they've become an apostle, whatever it is. Don't be jealous of that. Love one another, encourage one another. We should not be hateful to one another. Listen, there is no religion that's going to heaven. It's only the relationship with Jesus Christ. So as a church body, we should not separate ourselves because one is Baptist and one is um, Catholic. And one is, if we all have the love of Christ, we should be able to come together to worship. If we all believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose on the third day, that God rose him on the third day, thou shalt be saved, right? We believe in that. So we should not separate ourselves thinking one is better than the other. What we should be doing is striving to get more lives to come to Christ Jesus by sharing God's word. So verse 16, we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need, but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let's show the truth by our actions. Our actions will show that we belong to the truth. So we will be confident when we stand before God. Even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings and he knows everything. Dear friends, if we don't feel guilty, we can come to God with bold confidence and we will receive from him whatever we ask because we obey him and do the things that please him. And so this is saying, if I'm standing in the grocery line and there's someone before me and they have um, their $5 short on their grocery bill and I know that I have an extra $50 in my account and I say, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and get my nails done um, with that with that extra $50 I have. And I see someone in need and I choose to get my nails done over helping someone get food, then that's doing evil. That's not showing God's love, okay? Um, now say if I have this $50 and the person in front of me um, needs food and I owe $50 to somebody and I'm battling back and forth with that. Like, Lord, I want to help them out, but you know, I owe so-and-so $50. I, I have to pay them back. I made that promise. I have to pay them. Back. And I start feeling guilty. Like, God, I don't know. Am I supposed to help with the $5? Am I supposed to give the, you know, I want to be a good steward. And if I borrowed the money, I want to be able to pay it back. And if I'm feeling guilty about that, it says God is greater than our feelings and he knows everything. So he knows my heart. He knows that I, I wasn't trying to not help that person, but I was trying to be a good steward of my word. And so sometimes we get that guilty feeling like, I don't know, should I have done this? Should I not, you know, then God knows our hearts. He knows that. So we're not going to be condemned for that. I will be condemned if I, I sit here and choose the nails, you know, getting my nails done over helping somebody out, right? Or a selfish act. Then yes, I, I need to feel, if I don't feel guilty of that, then there's a problem right there, okay? There's a problem. And also, I just want to um, reiterate back on what I read right here. It says that um, 
that dear children um i'm sorry let me see oh verse 16 we know what real love is because jesus gave up his life for us so listen jesus surrendered his life for us he was 33 years old never married never had children his mission and purpose and goal in life was to preach and teach the word of god preach and teach because he was the living word of god right and and bring people to salvation heal the sick deliver people from demonic spirits deliver them from their sin cleanse them Th this was jesus he was not selfish and he surrendered his life so if he could do that for us why can we not give this life back to him that he surrendered his life for us to have amen and then last year verse 23 and this is his commandment we must believe in the name of his son jesus christ and love one another just as he commanded us those who obey god's commandments remain in fellowship with him and he with them and we know he lives in us because the spirit he gave us lives in us amen so heavenly father we thank you for your word today we thank you to know that we are no longer who people have claimed us to be when we live in you christ jesus when we love one another lord when we care for one another father god when we look out for our our brothers and sisters when we're not living the evil but we're living in your love father that we're not living in the wrong but we're living in the right father god that we're following following the example of christ jesus and we thank you for sending him god we thank you for sending jesus to set the examples for us and my god we love you so much and we're grateful for who you are we're so thankful for all that you have given to us all the the doors that you have opened all the doors that you have shut father god all the people you've removed out of our lives father god that were not for our good father god we know lord that you have the final say lord that you have cleansed us when we receive you in our hearts and we give all those things we give the addictions to you and and lord we give those titles to you that people have placed on us we give the characteristics that others have claimed over our lives over us father to you that we may walk in the newness lord you tell us that we're new creatures you tell us that you you created us as your workmanship father that you've created us in your image lord god that we are a royal priesthood father that we are fearfully and wonderfully made and we thank you lord for seeing us as your children that you have grafted us in by the blood of jesus so thank you for this day thank you for every listener father i pray that someone out there is listening today that they recognize that they are no longer who the world says that they are that they have given it over to you father and have cleansed them you have cleansed them father from it on this day that today forward they are a new creature in you they are a new creation in you they are your workmanship they are a child of you god so we thank you for this opportunity in your precious and glorious name jesus amen amen now if there's someone out there that has not given their life to christ and today you're saying this is a day that i want to give my life to christ this is the perfect day for you to give your life to christ no more to think about it god loves us and he wants to bring us into his kingdom <clears throat> 
he loves us so much that he he's given his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life amen and if that's the decision you made today that you want to be a child of god you want jesus to wash away all that the world has said about you all that you've thought of your own self Today is a great day to do that. In Romans chapter 10, verse 9, it tells us if we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth that Christ Jesus died on the cross for our sins and God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. But it doesn't end there. You want to confess your sins to God. Pray a prayer to God. Pray not just a prayer. Pray daily to God. Lord God, I receive you in my heart. Lord God, I ask that you remove these things from me and name it. Name all your sins. Name all the things that people have called you. And you say, but, you know, God is supposed to be knowing all this stuff. And guess what he does? But it is a cleansing for you. This is to help you remove these things out of your spirit, out of your body, out of your heart, out of your mind. So God can renew you. So turn these things. Confess your sins to the Lord. Confess your sins so he can cleanse you out. Confess these things to him and it doesn't end there. Daily you want to have a talk with God. That's praying. Praying. It's not a hard thing to do. You speak from your heart. God, I woke up this morning and I want to give you praise. God, I don't know what this day looks like, but you do. Lord, I trust in you or I want to trust in you. God, show me. Show me you. And God will. Make sure that you're reading and studying your Bible, not just reading one scripture a day or the Bible app that pops up to give you one scripture. That is great for encouragement, but you want to dig into the word of God so you can truly know who God is to you and who you are to him. Understanding Christ Jesus and having a relationship. And it doesn't end there. You want to get to a Bible-believing, Holy Spirit-led Bible study. So you can be around others, that you can gather with the saints and edify, uplift one another. You can be uplifted, right? Worship together. Amen. And you can learn more about your walk with Christ. If you've decided to do that today, to God be all the glory, the angels in heaven rejoice with you. And we rejoice with you today. It's the best decision you can make because tomorrow is never promised. So thank you so much for joining us. Remember, if you receive Christ Jesus in your heart, you are no longer who you or the world have called yourself to be. You are his workmanship, made in the image of God, a royal priesthood, a child of God, God's temple, a new creation, more than conquerors, and fearfully and wonderfully made. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find us on Facebook at Your Love Ministries. You can find us on um, TikTok page, Kingdom Clips. Also, we have a website, www.yourloveministries.com. Dot us and it's all spelled out we would love to hear from you if you'd like to send us an email to let us know how your walk is going with christ if you have any questions we would love to encourage you you can reach us through email at you are loved ministries at yahoo.com thank you so much for joining us until next time you are loved <music>